0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hello again. I already preached my message, so I'm good. <laughs> you know you're doing what you're called to do when you, when you do it by accident sometimes, right? Like, Come on. Jesus, I had a dream last night, actually, that I was preaching in my sleep. Um, It was pretty cool. I was, uh, you guys ever, I have dreams sometimes, but I'm not exactly sure what happened. Like, if you listen to my dream recordings, I wake up, and the first thing I do is I record it, so I don't forget it. If you haven't, you should try that sometime if you have a hard time remembering your dreams, but they usually start like this. All right, so this, actually, it's like, so this was a really weird one. (gasps) (laughs) I'll play it for you one time, because I don't, I like laughing at myself. Um, But it usually starts with this. It's like, like, so this was a weird one. I don't really know what it all means, but uh, so I was in a, anyway, so this was kind of an odd, but it was funny. I was just, the gist of it, what I was, I was visiting a school, and I was in the back of the school talking to a couple people, and and I, was, and I was sharing about how, how real God is. And I was using all these scriptures and I was just telling it. And I was just, I was, I was coming alive. And the two people, they were like, oh, okay. And then this young um, young uh, uh, young guy was, was like turned up, says, I don't understand all this stuff. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I just jumped down into next to him. And I started preaching to him, that sharing him about God. And it was just really fun. So doing what I'm called to do. I'm preaching my sleep even. So I'm, I'm excited. I woke up pretty happy. I was like, so. It's going to be a good morning. Um, well, man, I, good morning. morning. I love this. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to visit my uh, my dad tomorrow. Our family's flying down to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. He's lived there for like 30 years, so we're going to hang out with him for a week. I'm excited. God's doing a lot in my family. I'm really excited. Um, Yeah. Can we just do this real quick? Can I, can I just pray for families right now? I want to do this. It's just on my heart, so I, get the, I got the microphone and I feel God on it. So, so if you if you need uh, if you just need breakthrough in your family, like your family either is 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 is, is having a tough time, maybe they, you know whatever it looks like. Um, uh, maybe they need Jesus. Maybe they're doing great. But I just want to pray for families right now, and specifically like connections, like brothers and sisters coming back to moms and dads and things like that. So. So, Father, I, if that's just put your hands out and just kind of receive the prayer. God, I ask you to just bless um, my family and everybody's families in here, God. I pray that your grace, God, to restore families would be greater than our abilities to do something about it, God. I pray that your power and your strength to, uh, to navigate and to make things happen, Father, for our, for our families, I pray that it would start happening now. I pray for a shift, a breakthrough right now. God, in Jesus' name, let families be re- reunited. Let um, let people that have never called, um, uh, call right now. God, I pray for text messages to to start being sent. To, I pray for people that have been estranged from families, been rejected, been put out. God, I pray for love to be just to, to be reseated, Father, for those areas, God. And um, specifically, I just feel like there's a, there's there 's a few people in here that I, I feel like sisters that have fallen away There's there 's like a brother and brothers and sisters that have been kind of kicked out of families um, and, and so I, if that 's you uh, just take this word that god is is pulling them back. I just see seeds of love being planted in parents uh, parents are going to are starting to get healthy and they 're calling their kids back and and father, we also pray for um the other side of it, God, where kids have been disappointed in their parents, God, because they just had an expectation, God. And I just, I just pray for seeds of love to be sown in, in the kids, God, that they would pull their parents back in. Oh, God, thank you for an ending of offense, God. Lord, let offenses be buried right now in Jesus' name. Let offenses be buried, God. Thank you, God, for walls to be broken down. Amen. Come on sometimes we build walls up because people scare us the problem is (laughs) these walls keep us from everything else too so sometimes you just gotta get brave and tear down some walls and sit in the pain a little bit and realize it's not that bad you'll get through it and the reward on the other side of it is much better so hallelujah there we go come on All right. thank you Father Ah. somebody just feel God did something when you prayed right? By the way, don't pray weak prayers. Don't do it. Pray prayers where something happens every time, okay? And you just gotta, how do you know what prayers those are? Just partner with God's will, and, and, and something will happen every time. Because so Jesus never prayed a prayer that didn't actually get answered by his Father. So, um, okay. Um, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Can I pray for me now? Is that all right, Father? I'm just really wrecked right now. Um, just reach your hand out to me, God, and say, "Help him, help him, Jesus." <laughs> um, amen. Uh, I don't know if I'm any less wrecked, but um, let's let's dive in. I'm gonna go. We're gonna hit jump into John 15. Um, I really love John 15, it, it just, it was coming alive to me all week, and I just couldn't get away from it. I jumped over to Galatians 5, but I jumped back to John 15, so we'll see where we go today. I'm going to read some scripture. Um, so I'm going uh, to read some scripture, and we'll see where we go. Um, John 15, um, verse 1, you guys got your Bibles out? Cool, Um, I love the word. I know not everybody reads the word and it, it just doesn't do anything for them. I was there once. God will help you, okay? You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You just need to get to know the Father a little bit more and that's relationship. So I just, I bless you guys to read your word. Just until, until it comes alive to you. But I, I, I just, I get wrecked. All right, verse one. I am the true vine. And my father, this is Jesus, red letters, right? He's, he's, he's talking to his disciples. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Everybody say, More fruit. <laughs> you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit in um, of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I' just gonna hit a couple points here along the way as we as we just kind of unlock scripture here you know there's a I love what he's talking about he's talking about grace here he's talking abide in me, which means. Partner with me. Be one with me. Be one with you, God? What does that mean? How do you be one with you? Just follow him around. Talk to him. Get to know him. Abide in him. Be in relationship with him. Understand him. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Just makes sense, doesn't it, right? Branches by themselves can't do anything. But if they're attached to a good tree, a good vine, they can... They get all their nutrients, and they and they and they have great fruit. As the um, uh, unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. Say, much fruit. Much fruit. This is just the word of God. This is true. This is awesome. So abide in me and if you abide in me uh, and you'll bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Sometimes you read this stuff. I read this stuff and I'm like, well, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I put my shoes on without you, God. I, mean, I got up in the morning without you. I got in the car. I started my car. I, I drove here without you. Like I can actually do a lot of stuff without you. you know, I'm mean, like, I read that. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because I can actually do a lot without you. come on you can't breathe that all (laughs) right apart from me you can do nothing and and here's the point i think it's making apart from me you can't do what you're supposed to be doing what you're called to do apart from me you can't carry out the plans that i have for you can you do things without me absolutely how many of you guys have tried to do stuff without god Right? Like, we do stuff all the time without God. How's that working out for you? (laughs) All right, sorry, I'm being a little cheeky here. Okay, so, um, (laughs) here we go. It gets real right now. You ready? Verse six. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them, cast them up into the fire, and they are burned. It, It. if you want to do things apart from him, your deeds will die. If you want to do things apart from him, the fruit of that won't bear fruit, right? It's like, I'm gonna do this away from you, God, because I'm X, Y, Z, I'm tired of this. I don't trust you anymore. I don't believe in you, whatever. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't, I'm afraid. You put it in. And I'm gonna do things apart from you. So I'm just gonna kind of snap my little mini branch off and I'm gonna go do stuff on my own. And before long, we find out we've been doing stuff apart from him because there's no lasting fruit. Because you don't, you're not refreshed, you're actually tired. And so how do you know if you're doing stuff with God is you, you feel refreshed, you feel energized, you, it is lasting fruit. Everybody say lasting fruit. lasting fruit. Come on, much fruit, lasting fruit, we're getting this. All right, so we, we got to stay connected to him. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, it's one of my favorite scriptures, and it will be done for you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask. Everybody say, ask. You ask not because you, you have not because you ask not. Some people are great askers. They're great knockers, right? They're just these dominant forces. I ask for whatever I want. Some of us are afraid to ask. We're like, well, I, maybe God's busy. Maybe, 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 Maybe I haven't earned this, so I shouldn't ask for it. I wanna encourage you guys, ask for what you want. The Bible says, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you're walking with him, if you're following him, listen, I believe this to mean if you're going after him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you are in the right heart of abiding with God. Now, if you're not sure where you sit, if you're like taking, if you're doing some nights away from God and some nights with God and sometimes you want to get drunk and sometimes you want to be with him and sometimes you want to do this with your girlfriend and sometimes you don't, like that's, that's, I'm not sure that's abiding. But if you're doing everything in your heart to follow him and passionately, and you may make mistakes, right? We're not talking about perfection, but if you're, if you're going after God, I believe the heart of this is I'm abiding him. I'm learning, I'm growing. This isn't legalism. He didn't make this difficult for you. He didn't say abide in me. Now go spend an attorney figuring out what that means. The gospel is simple. Just love him and be loved by him and you'll abide in him. And so what happens when we abide is you can ask for whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Actually, it says abide in me um, and, and my, if, my, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Everybody say his words. What are we talking about here? I'm getting all line by line here, aren't I? <laughs> it's fun. So what of his, wor- his words? His words, what do you think that means, guys? Think about that. Think maybe it's the Bible? That's an easy answer, right? His word, right? Well, I love his word. It's in me. It's true. I love his word. You get truth in you, right? It's, it's, it's irrevocable truth. You know this thing is proven and tested. It works. So you can't go wrong getting this word in you. But what about his, his now word, Right? It says, man, uh, but, but man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Proceeds, not proceeded, but proceeds. It's the now word. It's the, is, that, is that the Rama word? The, um, it's, it's, the, it's the word that's happening now. And so, how many of you guys have words over your life right now that you just, how many of you guys got a word this morning? God spoke to you a word from a, of someone next to you, right? So you get these words of your life. Maybe you're called to do a recording studio. Maybe you're called to start businesses. Maybe you're called to love the one in front of you. Maybe you're called to start a church. That's a word, right? So literally, like, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, okay? So there's some conditions he's putting in here. And so it's important for us to understand how the kingdom works. It's, under, it's important for us to understand how this relationship with him and us works. And one of the ways it works is you've got to abide in him. You've got to give your life to him. And then you've got to hear what he's saying about you. Either it's in the word, because there's some good stuff in here, or it's the, it's the continual word that you're receiving from your friend Jordan when he speaks to you. Or maybe you sat here during worship. How many of you guys God speaks to you during worship? Raise your hand. Right? Those are important. Write those things down. I used to draw pictures of him when I was in worship. I'm like, this is awesome. I saw this on me, and he was, he was putting this sash around me. It said, well, it gets weird after that. But <laughs> but, but he, he, he puts words in us. And, and you know what, guys? Like, You've got to steward these words in you. It's a, it's a part of bearing fruit, is you know what he says about you. Maybe your friend spoke something into you, and you're like, that's the word of the Lord. <laughs> My mentor, Steve Backlund, who's coming in January. I love this man, Steve Backlund he's coming in January, he said, he says, I can put up with a lot of stuff in my life if I had a word from God. But I cannot put, I can't put up with anything if I don't. So if you're in a trial right now, get a word. Get a word from God, because you can put up with a lot of stuff if you've got a word from God. And if you don't, it feels kind of like you're just drifting, doesn't it? All right, what are we doing? We're on time. Um, all right, if you're, verse 7: If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Everybody say, Bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. My Father is glorified by you bearing fruit. He's glorified that we are bearing fruit. Is he happy with you without fruit? I think so. I'm happy when my kids just wake up in the morning. They come in, they lay on the ground still kind of sleepy, and I just want to like snuzzle them because they're so dang cute. Like, he's proud of you right now as you sit, but he is glorified as you bear fruit. All right. So, but but how do we, you know, one of the things I want to talk about in, in bearing fruit Actually, I'm going to skip this. I'm going I'm to jump up to verse 12 now. Verse 12. No, let's just finish it. All right. Verse 8. Verse. <laughs> so it's the word. We got time for this. All right. Um, wow. Thank you, Father. So just as, the fa- oh, see, it's, uh, yeah, just as the Father has loved me. So this is Jesus. Remember, don't lose context. Don't, don't disengage from the story and see words on page. Okay, it's important you see this as something real that, you're gonna, that we can actually sit under. So it's Jesus talking to him, talking about his father now. He says, he says, just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Now remember he says, this says, the greatest commandment is this, that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love the, your neighbors yourself. This is the, the greatest law, and all the law and the commandments are fulfilled in this. So when he's talking about keep my commandments, I believe he's talking about the commandment of love, that you would love him and put everything else under love. Like, love is the highest commandment that he gives us in the New Testament. Everything else is actually fulfilled in love. All right, uh, just as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus is saying this. Listen, I did my part. I was loved by my father. Now do your part. Be loved by me. Come on, you're gonna get free by some of this stuff. You're like, I had all these other reasons and that looked like to, in order to be for me successful. I had to do X, Y, Z, get this job, get this salary, do this thing, get these kids. Like He just says, listen, you'll be successful if you're loved by me. All right. This is the kind of things I think about. It just breaks so many fun things off of me. All right, these things, verse 11, these things, these things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made, what? Whoa. Full. Amen. Can I read that again, though? It says, these things I have spoken to you. He's listening. He says, I'm saying this stuff about being loved by me, about abiding in me. I'm saying all this. Why? Why is he saying it? It's a good question. Why is it? Because so that my joy may be in you. Everybody say joy. Everybody say, I need more joy. joy. We were in our our staff. We were a little mini staff meeting before, just kind of getting really wrecked by God so that nobody's striving out here in the morning. Um, So we just do everything out of, his love and his passion for us. And, and we were laughing. We were laughing about the joy. And I think one of us said, you know, I, think, I don't think we've really experienced joy till we have joy unspeakable. And so what is joy unspeakable? Well, you're so happy you can't speak. So I, I think we, Tim and I were praying and I pr- we prayed over each other that we would have unspeakable joy, that, uh, that we would have such high-level joy that we, would, we, we couldn't talk anymore. So when you, when you have so much joy you can't speak, you have unspeakable joy right? Come on. It's what it says. It's unspeakable. All right, all, right. all right. So that you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy wouldn't just be in you, but it would be made full. Listen, joy is a big deal to God. It just is. It's a big deal. Let's go after joy. I think joy is one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, biggest antidotes for the stuff we're going through. All right, I'm not preaching on joy though, so let's keep going. Verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another. Talk about greatest commandment, amen, right there. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Man, the Bible is so pregnant. It just, it is. Like every little scripture, guys, it just, it's full. Like you could preach for an hour on this is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. When you're walking around wondering if you pray for someone, would Jesus pray for them? Well, I think so. Cool. Pray for them. When, when you talk about like forgiving debts and loving your brother, or someone asks you for food, Like, what's it look like to love this person? What would Jesus do? So good. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call... Remember, what's, what's his command? To, uh, the verse before that right? His His commandment is that you love one another. You're my friends if you love one another. Well, I don't want to love everybody. Cool. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, that you're his friend if you love one another. You want to be friends with God? Love one another. You don't have to trust everybody. You don't have to be friends with everybody, but you are called to love and honor everyone. All right. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. Every say friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. He doesn't hide anything. One of my favorite paradigms to, to, to lead people in is this, is to, uh, I see a lot of people that get caught up in what, what's God telling me to do and where do I go next and what am I supposed to do? And, and they're not sure if they're doing the right stuff and maybe I should be doing this missions trip and maybe I, maybe I should be doing this and I just don't know what to do for them. And I just, I, my first thought is like, well, what's it look like to be his friend? He calls you a friend. He just wants to be friends with you. He just wants to do life with you. He wants to have fun with you. He wants to do careers with you. He wants to do kids with you. He wants to do relationships with you. And so I love this paradigm of just friendship with him because it breaks off all the religiosities we find ourselves in. So this is good. I'll just keep going. This is awesome. And listen, no longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not know what his master is doing. Listen, if you have a slave mentality, I just want to do whatever God tells me. I just want to be a slave to Christ. I want to be a bondservant. Talks about being a bondservant. I just want to be his bondservant. Let's be a servant. Well, you can be a servant, but you, he can't tell everything to his servants. So if you're, if you're so worried about doing the right thing for the master and following all his little requirements of you because you have this picture that he's a, he's a hard taskmaster, He can't actually share all the secrets that he has with you because he actually wants to call you friend. He wants to call you son, beloved. He wants to do these things for you. And so he says, no longer don't call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all the things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Come on. And then it says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you would go and bear, that I would bear fruit. This is all about fruit. That you're gonna have fruit in your lives. I love this. And that your fruit would remain. Not just just have seasons of good fruit and seasons of no fruit, but that your fruit would remain. That we would build on fruit upon fruit. That whatever you ask of the Father in my, remember we said ask. Here it is again. That whatever you would ask of the Father in my name, he will, he may give to you. Mm, so good. This is my. This is this is this. I command you that you love one another. It went right back to that commandment, didn't it? This is powerful. I just, the word's amazing. It just comes alive, and it's like oh. Here's a few things I want to kind of overarch on that. I thought that was, there's just a lot there. How many of you guys got something out of just reading the Bible? Did you guys just get something, like something stood out to you? Like, I needed that word, right? Braylon's like, yep, that's me. It's like, (laughs) the word alone will preach for hours and hours. If you guys just open the word up, you'll get fed every time. You don't want to get fed, just open the word up. If If you're feeling, I'm just not getting fed right now. Open your Bible, read it, it's rich. A few things I'm gonna grab away from that and then we're gonna, um, we're gonna, re- we're gonna move on because I, I wanna get to something really fun we're, we're bringing our kids out in a second. But I, wa- I wanna talk about this thing of fruit. Fruit is dependent in large part of what soil you're also a part of. If you're planted in good soil, your fruit is going to show it. We, we wanna buy a couple avocado trees in our backyard. Why? Because we're abundant, and abundant people have trees in their backyard. And I, and I realized that there's, there's a few things I, wanna, I just want to really quick hit them, just, uh, just the paradigms. One, be in good soil, right? So when we plant these trees, we want to make sure the soil is good. So we actually told our buddy, Cruz, who does our gardening and stuff like that. He's a great friend. We pray with him when he comes. He's awesome. We actually told him to bring in all new soil because our soil was horrible, And so good soil is really important. I believe that for for Christians to have good fruit, they have to be planted in good soil. And for me, I believe good soil means a good community, good family. I believe people that, that go from church to church and family to family to isolation to isolation aren't actually planted in good soil. They might be getting planted, might be transplanted, and so they're, they're alive and they have stuff going on. But when you actually stay in a place and you let your roots get out there, you'd be so surprised what happens to your fruit. I recently heard a testimony of, a, 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 of someone that, that wanted to leave and he decided to stay. And months later, he got back to the person and said, listen, I just want to thank you guys for asking me to stay here and encourage me not to leave. I, I have so realized how, how incredible this season is because I stayed. And I, I hear these testimonies all over. Stay in a place and get fruit. I don't care where you go, but stay somewhere. Don't transplant yourself everywhere around. I know you can do it, I just don't know that you're going to have the results you want. I don't know that you're going to have fruit that remains. So good soil, okay? Get around good people. I'm slipping into community to preach a little bit, okay? But the heart of this is that I know what God's plan is. His plan is, is a garden. His plan is trees planted. His plan is sowing and reaping, farming. And so our community becomes a hotbed for fruit. It becomes a nutrient-rich thing for fruit. And let me remind, let me tell you, share this. If you alone planted bears good fruit, but you planted next to somebody else bears better fruit. If you plant two avocado trees, I just learned this. If you plant one that's pollinated on this A schedule, and, and, and this is maybe too much for you guys, but but another avocado tree that it's different, like a hoss and a cold, sorry, I know all the plants now, the Hass and a cold weather, or maybe it's a holiday avocado. Did you know those existed? They're a little smaller ones. They're smaller trees, not as big. Um, Good for backyards. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've done way too much research. But if you plant one of them by itself, it'll produce good fruit. But if you plant two of them next to each other, they actually cross-pollinate. And between the two of them, they actually put more fruit on their branches. I'm like, sign me up for that. I want two avocado trees. Like, not one, two. <laughs> like, I love avocados. And here's the cool part. Like, you can plant an avocado tree that gives you avocados for, for the winter and another avocado tree that gives you um, 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 fruit in, like, the spring. How about that? Imagine that, that you bear fruit in one season, your friend bears fruit in the other season, and you guys get to have salad all year. Come on, imagine a community that is always having fruit. And you're maybe like, oh, my fruit's empty. I only do fruit in January or whatever. You're like, I got lots. Like, cool. This is God's dream. This is my dream, that our community would be a community of fruit and that we would have fruit that remains. Okay? So that's really good. So <laughs> one thing, I, I think fruit fruit is that we have our our kids. One of, one of my one of our dreams in this community is that our fruit isn't just for our adults. Amen. That our kids have fruit. And so we 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 wanted to bring our kids actually Natalie, our kids director said, "Hey, what if we what if we brought our kids in to pray for everybody today?" And so I just thought this is awesome. This is great. So let's I want to I want to just I just wanna just take for a second right now and I just wanna pray and just ask God just to do something incredible in our community right now. And I'll just bring up, you know, Chris, come on up here and we're gonna, we're gonna pastor this a little bit, but we're gonna let the kids kind of loose on you guys, okay? Because our kids have really good fruit. Father, I just thanks for what you doing in this community, God. <laughs> this is really good Soil. We look around at each other, and I just see Jesus everywhere god you 're doing a great thing in this community, and I just I thank you so much for people that are that are here that are going after fruit in their lives. yeah, let me just ask God, do what you want to do right now, yeah, amen.